Hello and welcome to Moment of Lifting with Onyeka Tifigo, the senior pastor of Living Spring Chapel International, Abuja. He brings to you and your family a message of hope and love. Please listen and be blessed. The danger of leaving it to God alone, abdication of responsibility, part one. In the name of religiosity, we use religious coloration, speaking in tongue for four hours. Honestly speaking, you can never undermine the power of speaking in tongue. And if you don't speak in tongue, I will encourage you to speak in tongues. Very powerful. You can never. But listen to me, you can never substitute. Can somebody help me? I need a bottle of water here for illustration. I need a bottle of water. We take spiritual things, very powerful spiritual things, abuse it, bastardize it, and then we say it's not working. I just mentioned praying in tongues now. Every Christian should pray in tongues one hour every day for your spiritual health. You can never undermine it. You can never abuse But some people have now built a tabernacle over spiritual things and abdicated their responsibility of work. Like somebody said, except you now package speaking in tongue into bottles. This one is for healing. <laughs> this one is for financial breakthrough as I'm drinking it. And somebody said, when purpose is not known, abuse becomes inevitable. So, the danger of living it, in fact, that big word, danger of abdication of responsibility. And that one is too big. Danger of living it for God alone is better. So that everybody, so, but I'm still saying the same thing. When you leave it for God alone, you have abdicated your own responsibility. And God is incapacitated. God has promised to bless us, no doubt about that. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18 says it very, very clear. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18, And thou shalt remember the Lord your God, for it is him that gives you power to get wealth. It is him. Thou shalt remember. In fact, he's begging you. If you start from verse 10, he said, when you are blessed, you eat without scarceness. You live in good houses. You do that. that the, the question here is not whether you'll be blessed or not. There is no doubt about that. The question is, will you still remember God when God has blessed you? So it is an embarrassment. It is a language. That heaven do not understand. Poverty is a language heaven do not understand. They don't have challenge. He said he is only begging us to remember the Lord because you know you will surely be rich in the land God is taking you to. And I pray, may you not only be rich, may you be wealthy in Jesus' name. All right. So the danger of abdicating responsibility, leaving it for God alone. God has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Did you hear what I just said now? God has given to you and I all things. Someone say all things. Everything that pertains to life, whatever you need. 
to live life well and live life in a godly manner, he said he has been given unto us. And we are the one that will process it. The same way spiritual children must eat spiritual food. Praise God. So, we don't, thank you. You don't leave it alone for God. Now, sorry, just one moment. Let's quickly go back to Deuteronomy chapter 28 before I leave it. I'm in a hurry. Let's go back to 28, Deuteronomy 28 verse 5 and verse 12. By now you should have known these scriptures. Deuteronomy chapter 28. Blessed shall be thy what? Talk to me, church. Blessed shall be your what? Your basket and your what? Your store. Now quickly go to verse 12. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure. Somebody say amen to that. Amen. The heaven to give rain unto thy land in his season. And to bless all what? To bless all what? The work of your hand. And then when God bless your basket, your storehouse, the work of your hand, what happened? You will lend unto many nations and thou shalt not borrow. Somebody say, I receive it. This is where I belong. This is what I believe. This is what I preach. And this is what I want to uh, convey to us. So please, I want you to write this one down. The three dimensions of God's blessing. Three levels of God's blessing. Number one is the work of your hand. Deuteronomy 28 verse 12. The work of your hand. That is handwork. Somebody say handwork. When your handwork is blessed so much, it will be blessed so much that um, you won't be able to uh, handle it alone all by yourself. What do you do? You now begin to get servant and employ people. It now becomes a basket where you have reserve. What is work of hand? Work of hand is that, you know, I have to go out every day. It's like vegetable. Get vegetable, sell it from the proceeds. I will buy yam and whatever I will eat. If I must eat tomorrow, I must go and sell something else. That is work of hand. But basket means there is a reserve. It may be small, but there is a reserve. That if they say there is a holiday today or there is sit at home, don't go out, at least for one, two, three days, you can have something to eat. But the storehouses simply means storehouses. May God take you to the dimension of storehouses in Jesus' name. Look at me, everybody. Somebody say, walk of hand. Somebody say, basket. I told you I'm teaching. Somebody say, storehouses. Now look at me, everybody. Look at me here. When you come to God in prayers, you come to God in prayers, Father, bless me. Father, prosper me. And God said, where do you want me to pour your blessing? He said, Lord, look at it. Hello? When God begins to pour blessing here, and this thing is full, what will God do? What will God do? God will stop. What have, whose fault is it? Is it God that stops supplying? Or this is the capacity you presented unto God? Is anyone hearing what I'm saying? God can never bless you beyond the capacity you presented to him. That is the point I want to make. That is why some people are richer than the other. It depends upon your person. What is capacity? You talk about capacity building. 
your personal preparation, the, the, the capacity you build tells us your expectation. It speaks volume of your expectation. The widow that the creditors came to take his two sons and they, they were at pouring and pouring and pouring and he, he, to the point he said, bring more verses. He said, there is no more verses. I'm about to say, the flow ceases. If there were three times or four times the vessel, the oil will still be coming. So what we are saying is that God is never in shortages. God does, God does not know shortages. It is our capacity. And we can never hold God responsible for that. You determine whether it is work of hand or whether it is basket or whether it is storehouses. That one is your assignment. And the way we handle our assignment is, the diff is what makes for inequalities. I think somewhere in Proverbs 22, I'm not too sure the verse, either verse 1 or 2, it said the rich and the poor meet together. The only thing common is that God made them. He didn't make anybody rich. He didn't make anybody poor. Decision makes us rich or poor. It is decision that makes people rich or poor. It is not God. The only thing common between God and the poor and the rich is that God made them both. He didn't make anyone poor. and make any, He just made everybody the way we are. People, by the way they are moving through life, decide to be rich. Others decide to be poor. The rich and the poor meet together. The Lord is the maker of them all. But he didn't make anybody rich or poor. It is our knowledge Knowledge. Anybody that knows more than you is more than you already. It's only a question of time. It is also one thing to know. It's another thing to apply. Application of knowledge. Not just knowledge. Application of knowledge. So, I pray that we will receive grace and, and live up to our responsibility so that God will bless us more in Jesus' name. Alright. Please, let us rehearse it again. Alone. Let us go through this process again. Is it possible? Come, salvation. Is it possible that from the beginning, as a child, you grew up as a child? Okay, if I want to be rich now, I just want to make, I'm trying to make it very simple. I want to be rich, I want to be wealthy. In yes, church, we were looking at the difference between rich and wealth. How many of us were in house church yesterday? Yesterday, we were looking at the difference between uh, wealth and riches. Now, how financial empowerment, blessings of God, riches of God, how do I get financially blessed? How do I get rich? From rich to wealth in godly manner, from Bible manner. If I want to start from grand zero or from grand minus, whether it is from grand minus or grand zero or grand uh, ten, and I want to reach 100, what do I need to do? How, what are the principles? I, that is just the area I want to approach it. Uh, and I have told us. There are two basic areas. One is the God dimension. Somebody say God dimension. 
we know that. Then there is the man dimension. So this service, I want to look at man's responsibility for your own wealth and progress in life. You have an assignment to do. What is the starting point? What is the starting point? Number one is that you've got to know God's plan and purpose for your life. If men, 90% of men of life missed it in that place, and that is why there are too many struggles. And until that area is made correct, it can. And what I'm trying to say now is not only applicable to Christians. Number one, you must, please mind my language, you must, M-U-S-T, you must understand God's plan and purpose for your life. You must understand that you were not a product of, please Campbell, you must understand that you are not a product of accident. If you have been to UK or Western world, I didn't know much, but I know UK, every Friday, Friday is their own Christmas, including members of the parliament, as if they will drink and drink to stupor. When they go out, when they go to drink, they will go in a group of four or five. One person will not drink. Am I correct? Because I'm drinking. I'm driving. What, 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 what do we offer? You know, I'm the one. So they will choose the one that will drive that night. So the one that will drive will not drink. In Western world, it's a grievous offense. If you are caught uh, drunk driving, you will be fined, seize your license and whatever. And so if they are, for instance, five, one will not drink at all because you are the one driving. The other, their own drinking is not that maybe they drink and they start. It is drinking to stupor. I mean, I am a living witness. Around 1 a.m., I was standing by, one, standing by the window of my... When they finish drinking, they must carry you like this. Shagu. <laughs> You bend over. <laughs> so, <laughs> Go back to you. You know, I actually thought maybe the person was dead. But no, they were just coming from the club. And it was so bad that in that situation, a girl will meet a man in the club you have never met before because you are drunk. You become boyfriend and girlfriend. The boy will sleep with the girl that night. The girl will become pregnant. He didn't even know the person that impregnated her. You will go to, to your local government and uh, whatever, and when you reported like a protegal girl that you are, and uh, you came to report that uh, uh, I went to a club, somebody slept with you, I didn't even know the person, but right now I am pregnant. They will tell you, well done. Prodigal daughter. They will give you two bedroom flat, free of charge, and pay you 600 pounds every month for being so wayward. No, it is your money they will use when you want to go to it. It is your own money that will be used to take care of the wayward daughter. Sister, even those that work for eight hours non-stop, they don't receive 600 pounds. All right? So, even if that is the background situation that gives birth to that baby, there is a plan and purpose for God in your life. I just want to 
bring you to that point. No matter the circumstances that surround your bed, and we say we are no longer giving birth to usual, this one was just an accident. There is a plan and purpose for your life. You must accept it and believe it. When you believe it now, it will help you to pursue it. Youth, you will help me if you can dwell more in this area. When you understand God's plan and purpose of your life, then you are unstoppable. And I pray you are unstoppable in Jesus' name. Amen. Jeremiah 1.5. Can just put that one down. But now, look at this now. Having said that, everybody bring out your hand. Stretch your hands out. Can you see the map in your hands? Is it map of Africa or map of Asia? <laughs> map of your destiny. All right. Proverbs chapter 18, now verse... Um, Proverbs 18, 16. Proverbs 18, 16. After you have come to settle down that God has a plan and purpose for my life, God gave you a map. If you were able to discover, and this is what makes people to go into, into palm reading and stargazing. It is demonic. Please run from it. You need to go to God. And this is one thing. Everybody is praying for God to answer his or her prayer. But have you ever wondered why God is not answering that your prayer the way you wanted it? Because a man's disposition in the place of prayer is freedom. Independence from God. But God will never give you an answer to a prayer that will make you independent from him. If he gives you answer to this prayer, he will always want you to be with him. And so that is why the right way to live life is to settle down like David. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me and I will what? Dwell in the house of the Lord. When God blesses you with millions or billions, I will dwell in your house. In Psalm 73, he talks about the challenges he nearly backslided when he saw the, the wicked prospering. He said, why are the wicked prospering? He said, I nearly lost my faith until I went into the house of the Lord. When he had challenges, he went to the house of the Lord. When he was prospering, he went to the house of the Lord. But have you noticed many of our, of our colleagues, any slightest challenge, we take them away. Why are we not seeing you? We have some challenges. Taking them away from God. Why are we not seeing you? Oh, I just got a new job and it's so demanding. And um, I got a new contract. I want to meet up with it. It is the more you stay with God that he interprets your destiny for you. A little here and a little there. He can never give you everything in one page. It's a lie. Never. He took them out of Egypt and he did not take them the way of the Philistines, although that way was short. If he had told them in Egypt, he said, I am taking you out of the land of uh, affliction and I'm taking you to where? The promised land. Deuteronomy chapter 8. A land where you will eat food without scarceness. A land where you will eat fruit that you didn't plant. You will live in houses you didn't build. A land where the stones are made of brown. Oh my God, oh my God. 
what a wonderful. And they were so excited. We are going to a place where we eat bread without scarceness. A place where we pluck fruit. We didn't, a place where we live in houses where we didn't be. A place where the stones are brown. If God told them there will be Red Sea, they won't leave Egypt. If God told them that River Jordan, they won't leave Egypt. If God told them that no, the Amalekite, the Hittite, the Gigasite, all of the if God has mentioned it, they will, they will never leave Egypt. The same thing with you and I. You must keep sticking close to God for your destiny to keep unfolding face by face. Face by face. Is anyone hearing what I'm saying this morning? So, in line with God's plan for your life, he has given you gifts. Proverbs 18, verse 16. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 16. Where is it? He said, a man's gift makes what? Room for him. When you understand God's purpose for your life, number one, you must discover the gift attached to it. The, when he, God purpose to you to be a preacher, he will give you gifts in line to preaching. Bezalel was, God's plan for Bezalel was to be an architect. And so he gave him gifts in line with architectural design. When you go to your boy's school, as he's crossing from JS3 to SS3, they will ask them to go and see the counselor. The counselor will sit down and look at their result and say, you are good in sciences, so go to science class. You are good in her? That is wrong. What determines the class you go is God's plan for your life and the gifting. And the parents should watch their children and understand what the tickle. Buy toys for them. Which one do they play with? It is inbuilt, ingrained. It is not where you grow old. You say, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. Uh, have you ever been to a Yoruba child? Name it. You're the doctor. Ami. You're the lawyer. Ami. As nobody will ever say, You're the pastor. <laughs> I will just stop preaching now. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know, when you discover God's plan for your life, then these things are there. Let's just see Proverbs. We are going to read so many Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 2. He said, It is the king's honor to hide a thing, the glory of the king is to hide it, and the honor of a man is to search it out. That is where your honor lies, to search out God's plan. You come to a point where you understand God's plan for your life, discover God's plan. The Bible says it carries honor. I believe you were blessed by our ministration today. However, I want to tell you, it profits a man nothing to gain the whole world and lose his soul. For the salvation of your soul and to make peace with God your maker, say these prayers with me. Jesus Christ, I confess today, you are my Lord and Savior. Forgive me all my sins. Write my name in the book of life. I'm yours from today onward. Thank you for saving my soul. Amen. If you pray this prayer wholeheartedly, 
the miracle of salvation has taken place in your life. Call the number that will be announced shortly for help and assistance on how you can be further established in faith. Till I come your way again, I am on your catchy favor saying, Keep hope alive. God will neither leave you nor forsake you until he has fulfilled his plan for your life. Thank you for listening. Please worship with us every Sunday at 8 a.m., Tuesdays by 5.30 p.m., and on Wednesday, 12 noon to 2 p.m., we have the Prayer Mountain, which is an interdenominational and testimony-filled prayer meeting. For prayers, inquiries, and counseling, please call 080-61-33-2800. Living Spring Chapel International is just three minutes drive away from Cadofish Market. Cadu Life Camp. Till we come your way the same time and station. God bless you as you keep rising.